right. Welcome back to another episode of Cannabloggers Corner on the EU Podcast Network. As always, I am your host, Andy Cannablogger. And this week, I get to sit down and virtually sesh with one of my oldest and dearest Instagram friends, Yanni the Hazy Lioness. She's got her own merch line. She's got her own photography uh, business and studio going. And uh, she's been one of the kindest, most dearest friends that I've had in the cannabis industry for a while. Uh, before we get to the show, I would like to uh, send a shout out and thank you to Chris Cantori and his EU podcast network. And of course, all of you for listening. And uh, without further ado, let's get to know Yanni and the Hazy Lioness. Look around. Hey, all right. Welcome back to Cannabloggers Corner. Uh, I am sitting here with my one of my oldest IG cannabis community friends, Yanni. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? Hello. I'm doing great. How are you? I I am having you know I'm, I'm having a kind of a rough day, but I am actually really glad that I, I get to end my day right now and just sit here smoke with you chat with you a little bit and uh, find out how you're doing yeah i'm excited too i i'm kind of on the same boat with you it's been a long day kind of wish there was more hours in the day but you know you get what you get and you can't throw fit <laughs> you know you are so right about that i mean like we were talking before uh before i started recording and it's like you know what i came to the conclusion that the universe is telling me i'm not getting anything done so i'm just Fuck it. I'm done. It's over. <laughs> yep. Just coast through the rest of the day. <laughs> you, you, you can either fight the universe or you can just accept what it's trying to tell you and just go with it. Yep. Sometimes it's frustrating. Sometimes it's not. But, you know, we have to deal, right? Mm-hmm. Gotta keep moving forward. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. If we don't, you know, what's the alternative, right? Yep. So... You, like I said, you're like one of my OGs, you know, from like day one, uh, jumping on uh, cannabis community Instagram and stuff. It's like, hey, yeah. and uh, the one of the first things that I noticed is like you have got the one of I shouldn't say the best because I know a lot of photographers. I don't want to make anybody jealous, <laughs> but your photography and the your keen eye and the way that you you know, angle your shots and you have your lighting and everything. Just, it impressed me from the get-go, you know, and you were always you. carrying your camera. Yeah. Yeah, I carried that baby with me everywhere. Well, I think when um, we, I feel like we started our Instagram pages right around the same time. I've only had my Instagram page for maybe like two and a half years like it hasn't been at least my cannabis one it hasn't yeah. been that long that i've had it yeah it sounds about um, right so when i first started my cannabis instagram page i had just stopped taking um clients for portrait sessions because before i was doing photography for like maternity sessions weddings you know senior portraits like 
first birthdays, the mainstream stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The mainstream stuff. And I kind of just like got blown out. Honestly, I was tired. I was tired of kind of people telling me what they wanted to be photographed or what they wanted to change in their photograph. And I was like, you know what? I I was burnt out and I couldn't do it anymore. So I kind of stopped and I started taking pictures of, uh, I mean, I've always been a stoner. I've always been a smoker. So I kind of just like started taking pictures of the products that I was getting at like sessions or dispensaries, stuff like that. And that's kind of where it like took off from there. And then all of a sudden, like from one day to another, I was a cannabis photographer and I was like, okay, I can roll with this. (laughs) So yeah, now you're, now you're in the industry, right? You know, you, you've got your camera, you've got, you know, all your skills and you're just, you're hitting the cannabis industry and you're just taking pictures of everything. Yep. And it's hard not to, when you, when you get that really beautiful bud or you, you just rolled that perfect joint. And the best thing you can do is like hook up your camera and get like a a huge, a high quality DSLR picture of that beautiful joint that you can share with your friends. Yep. It's the crispness for me. It is. <laughs> the crispness of the photo. <laughs> the high definition that makes it says, okay, I want you to feel this as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. And then uh, Lioness Visuals has been born, right? Yeah, that's where Lioness Visuals kind of, because I thought to myself, you know, my my mainstream uh, portrait stuff was with my last name, you know, my images. Okay. and. I was like, I didn't want to keep it because I'm not really a closet stoner anymore. But at that time, I was a closet stoner. And so I didn't want to associate my personal portrait work with that of my cannabis work. I kind of wanted to keep two separate identities with them. And I had already, you know, started um, Hazy Lioness. So I was like, okay, you know, I want to, I'm a Leo. So that's kind of where I got, I adopted the Lioness theme. I've always kind of been drawn to lions and stuff because of my quote-unquote horoscope <laughs> there you go so yeah. that's where lioness kind of uh stemmed from and and i wanted to put a visual perspective to it because i didn't want to stick to just photos i wanted to do like creative like graphic stuff with my photos as well so that's where lioness visuals came into play and then through Lioness Visuals, I had so many cannabis photos yeah. that I didn't know what to do with. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, man, I wish I could put this on like a blanket or like frame it or like spread it across a canvas or maybe do some tapestries. And then from there, that's where Better Homes with Cannabis kind of came about. And I started taking the cannabis pictures that I was photographing at, you know, where people would invite me to their grows and stuff. And I would take pictures for them. Um, I started taking those pictures and putting them on different like uh, things for your home. I have like shower curtains. Hmm. I have tapestries, blankets, towels. And we, we know we were talking about the Christmas of the images and man, I like look at it and I'm like, it's just like, (laughs) I I think everyone should have, an ultra high resolution cannabis bud shower curtain. Yeah. Cause I why mean, not? let's face it. Half of us, more than half of us probably smoke in the shower anyway. Yeah. Use it as a backdrop. Everyone's like, Oh, I want that shower curtain so I can use it as a backdrop. Exactly. Right. <laughs> 
so it's perfect. <laughs> and, and and I love the name uh, Better Homes with Cannabis because better homes with cannabis because it it just kind of invokes uh, better homes and gardens, right? Yeah, I mean that's exactly the concept that I adopted it from. I was like, you know, better homes and gardens, like they have all these magazines with, you know, how to like beautify their homes. You know where I was also inspired from it? My mom used to sell home interior. Do you okay. remember home interior? Yeah. With like the magnolia like picture frames and she would have like parties at my house with all these like home interior ladies and she would sell like the home interior designs. My mom's always been like a home decorator. Okay. So I kind of inspired it. It was a little inspired by my mom too. Like I was like, you know, I want to, I want one day for you to walk into Hobby Lobby or like better homes and gardens or home goods. And for you to see a whole like better homes with cannabis display yeah, of like, you know, kitchen towels and all that. Why not? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's, your home needs a touch of ganja. So <laughs> it sure does. And I'll bet you I can find if I go into any one of those stores that you mentioned, I could probably find at least a dozen items with either a wine glass, a beer glass or both. Yeah. Alcohol. So like, OK, if we can put wine and beer and, and you know, adult themed stuff on on towels and, you know, think, you know, just mm-hmm. home items for decor. Hey, let's put a cannabis Why not leaf cannabis? on there. Yeah. Yeah. It's a style, man. Yeah. And and I'm rolling with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I I just like I said, I love that that kind of homey feeling that that really invokes in me because to me that's not just like, oh, you know, I I'm going to put up a beaded curtain and uh, you know, Bob Marley posters and, you know, burning yeah. incense. No, no, no. This this is like this is grown-up shit. You know, mm-hmm. this is grown up home decorating. Martha Stewart would be proud of you. Yep. Hashtag adulting. Yes. Like, you cannot get any more adult than this. When my landlord walked into my house when I first put up the shower curtain, he was like, yo, that shower curtain is dope. And I was like, yeah. All right. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> and that's cool Even because you got a cool. a cannabis smoker, like just the image on itself, you know, it's like you said, there's, there's pictures of, of glass wines that they put on like picture frames. I've seen them at Ross and Marshall's, you know, that they're like canvassed out. Like why not a cannabis leaf? Yeah. You know, and, and they do it in like the, you know, the brushstroke artistic style, just, you know, to yeah. make it look, look artistic and stuff. So, you know what? Most, most of, most of the cannabis users, stoners, whatever you want to call us that, that I know are so creative. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially you included, of course, obviously. I mean, I I feel like there's so much talent that needs to be showcased. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I feel like cannabis alone helps you tap into that. Yeah. Creativity within it's those sativa strains, you know, they help you. <laughs> well, they don't help me. Sativa that part of your brain. <laughs> sativas aren't that good for my anxiety, but. Uh, okay. I, I use Indica to help, you know, slow my brain down a little mm-hmm. bit so that way I can focus, you know, and, and again, it's different types of cannabis working right. in different ways, but producing the same results. Exactly. Either way, we get to tap into our creativity and express ourselves more, express ourselves better in, in my opinion. And, you know, just give, it gives me the courage to 
you know, just get my shit out there in the first place. Because mm-hmm. I kept dragging my feet on this thing. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to do it. Yeah. And it's simply like you have conversations with people every day. So why not have conversations and record them? Yeah, exactly. And or photograph them, you know, mm-hmm. whatever medium is preferred. Why not go for it? Right. Yeah. So um, like what what photography projects do you have going on right now? Um, with cannabis, honestly, not so much because I'm also a marketing director uh, for a hair parlor up in Long Beach in okay. Torrance. Um, so I do marketing for them. I run their social media page. Um, and I also run the boycott shitty weed social media page. So those two pages have honestly kept me really busy with just like constant flow of content. Um, yeah, and I because see of you're that, repping I the boycott shitty weed uh, t-shirt right yeah, now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> boycott shitty weed. Got a rep. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so I'm sorry you were saying. So yeah, it was, no, that that's kept me busy. I still pick up projects here and there. Like the last big project that I worked on was with uh, Just Kush Creations. Just okay. another Kush Creation. Uh, or it's Kush Creation by Joyce. Sorry, oh, okay. she, she had changed her name. Kush Creations by Joyce. She just had her uh, brand, her second uh, launch drop for like designs. It's cannabis apparel. Oh, wonderful. And we went out to Oceanside, downtown Oceanside. And it was about like 12 models that I had to photograph in a span of like three hours. It was a lot of fun. The pressure was on, but it was a lot of fun. <laughs> you, you know, I, I found that when you get, when you get stoners together and you say, Hey, I'm going to take your picture. It's like, sure, man, fuck it. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they everybody all has did a good really time. Great. They all did really great. And they were like, I'm not a model, you know, like tell me what to do. I was like, just be yourself. I will work around you and your personality. <laughs> and, and that's awesome. You know, because you, you here, you've got a photographer who's ex- expressing themselves, you know, just taking the pictures and mm-hmm. letting the, the quote unquote models express themselves. Just say, you know what? I, I'm not going to put you in a specific pose. I'm not going to make this look all, you know, jammed up. Just be yourselves. Let's capture some organic content. Yep. And that's usually how I work, which is um, honestly what uh, Joyce has always like told me, you know, I, I love working with you because you, you get to know people before you put them in front of your camera, you know? And like, I think that's the best way to work with someone, especially um, people today, just because, I want you to be able to feel comfortable with me taking your photo. And I want you to feel like I'm not taking your photo. I'm just having a conversation with you, yep. but I'm photographing it. You know, like we're just hanging out, you know, me and you back and forth. I'm asking you questions. You're answering it. And every now and then you're going to hear a click, click, click go off. <laughs> and, and that's the whole point. That's the whole vibe of my show right here. You know, there, there's no microphone. There's no, you know, anything else. It's just, we're going to, we're just going to sit here. We're going to talk. We're going to vibe. We're going to sesh a little bit. Speaking of which, I see you got your bong there uh, sitting next yeah. to you. What are we smoking on today? I am smoking on some green crack. Ooh, green crack. Nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice classic strain. Uh, are you, are you uh, able to say which brand or, or whatever, or is it like a homegrown? Um, this is a uh, local i mean it's not like a brand that is up in stores but it is okay. homegrown local nice and uh, it's by Dunn proper so they okay. have a local grow here in, in my area 
Wonderful. And uh, I am enjoying some uh, some Hindu Kush from uh, my niece's grow. Uh, my niece and her boyfriend, nice. actually, they uh, they have their own grow. And uh, I, I get the friends and family discount, so uh, I usually pick up an ounce. Right, right. And, nice. Uh, yeah, th- this I'll tell you what, this Hindu Kush, it's making my rough day feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I grew a plant once, and... It was nice until I realized that I was like, I can't do outdoor. I need to do indoor. I can't, I don't have the time to be able to control my environment outside, you know? Oh, I hear you. And uh, I personally, I've got a brown thumb, so I'm not really growing anything anyway. I'm sadly letting whatever plants I touch die. Um, So I do, I trust other people who grow. I just... I can't do it myself. I, and I have the highest respect for them too. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I know the basics and I, I simply know the basics just because I've been around, I've been exposed to a lot of growers. Yeah. So they've kind of like just talked to me about things that they've done or do or the things that they did to certain strains. Cause I'm also about, you know, boycotting shitty weed. So exactly. like, I want to know what I'm smoking. <laughs> so if I ask you 21 questions about your strain, I hope you have the 21 answers. <laughs> if they're growing it, they better. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, sure. let, let's be honest. We just health wise, we want to know <laughs> what's going into our bodies, right? Yep. And whether you are consuming cannabis recreationally, medicinally, whatever, you want to know what's in it because this is this is going straight into your, into our lungs if we're smoking it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, edibles, digestive system, you know, there are various different ways of consuming, obviously, but either way, it's going right. into our body and it's causing things to happen. Right. So, And we're using it as a health benefit. Yes. So if it's like... If it's helping one thing, but, you know, not helping another, it's, it's good to educate yourself on, which that's also why I, I refrain from using lighters to smoke just cause that's like another, uh, gas that you're inhaling in your lungs. If you are smoking a bowl, you yeah, know, I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I've got the hemp wick. I just, I still use the lighter. It's, yeah, it's old, it's, I'm old fashioned, you know, I just. I'm trying to be quite honest with you. It took me a while to force myself to use the hemp wig. <laughs> and what I ended up doing was I just, I, cause I have this giant thing. I have this like giant oh, wig roll. My. And, that, that's and a- this is the second one I've got. My, my roommate got me this for Christmas, but I, she got it cause I had just finished my other one, but I had my other one for like almost a year and a half. Th- that's like a full ball of yarn right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's something for a cat sure. would play with. But what, what, how I first started like forcing myself to use it was when I had the other one, I had already cut down a good amount to it. So it was like half of this size. So I was able to fit it, um, in my like on this part of my bong oh yeah so i would just leave it there so every time i came to my bong and i had the lighter in my hand i was like okay well i can like just use this to like light it real quick so that's kind of how i started forcing myself to use it and then i used it for maybe about a week straight and then randomly i grabbed the lighter and smoked and i died oh wow i was like (laughs) it was pretty bad and i was like man it really makes a difference and then ever since then if i use 
a hemp wick and then I use like a lighter, like I, I can definitely tell the difference in my lungs. Well, I, I've like actually I, been, uh, I've, I've started using, uh, the, the mouthpiece filters mm-hmm. and I, I need I, to use those too. I have learned, I have noticed a, a huge difference when I smoke. It's, it feels a lot cleaner. And mm-hmm. some people from, from what I understand, they complain that they don't get as much of a high, but personally, I think that might be all in their heads because I get, I get just as much, if not more high when, when I'm using, uh, just a charcoal filter. Right. My issue with it, cause I have two, I have two and then I have the little ones for the joints yeah. as well. Yeah. I have, I have those two. My thing is, is that it, it's something else that I have to I'm gonna have to learn to get used to using because I have the mouth one but when I put it on I feel like the the pool the suction Mm -hmm. my lung power isn't there yet because I'm not used to having that added blockage on top of the airflow you know what I mean because if you look at like if you look at the here let me bring out this mouthpiece if you look at the mouthpiece okay like you're inhaling from this tiny little hole uh, compared to the giant mouth hole, you know what I mean. Does that make sense? Uh, I, why are you inhaling from from the other end? I, I inhale from the big end. No, no, no. I I inhale from the big end, but the airflow okay. is still coming in through the tiny hole. That is true. That uh, if you're putting it into a bong, yes, that is true. It it kind of does get bottled. So it feels it feels like because it's only going instead of coming in through the full open right hole and it's only coming in through the little one i feel like the pool in it is much stronger okay and like my lung power isn't there yet so it's just something that i'm gonna have to keep using to build up to get that like pool okay but i feel like i'm like suffocating halfway through <laughs> and i haven't even cleared the bong yet and i feel like a little punk bitch because i'm like damn i can't <laughs> even clear this shit what the hell? oh man you're judging yourself oh no you can't do that <laughs> i really am i'm like man why like it's just something that i'm gonna have to just build my like tolerance on i guess you know like build that muscle that lung power yep yep and i have faith in you <laughs> I believe that you can do it. I will it. tag you when I clear it. <laughs> okay, you better. But now, okay, so we, you know, we've talked about your photography and stuff uh that you've done, but you've been in front of the camera a lot too, right? I have um for myself mostly I've been asked to like model before too, but it's not something that I like love 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 to do. I'm more comfortable behind the camera (laughs) i'm sure i'm sure but i mean what what are some what's some of the uh the modeling projects that you've actually done who have you worked with um i worked with uh this guy named brian who my roommate actually introduced me to sarah she introduced me to this guy named brian from northern california who she works with a lot and so we went up to for him to take pictures of her and then i kind of just just jumped in um, and we did pictures together and then I've modeled for, uh, the plug apparel SD yep, okay. or another like a uh, brand down in San Diego. Um, Brenda, she's awesome. Oh yeah. I love that. Um, and then I did for, uh, Kush creations by jo- Joyce as well. I modeled for her that same day. Um, and then just like little things here and there, like I used to, the way that I stepped into the cannabis industry was I, I worked for a Grizzly Peak 
Farms. Okay, yeah. And they had a they had a corporate office down in San Diego, and I met the owner at like a sesh, and he like wanted us to take pictures with the product, and so that's kind of where I started with like the whole taking pictures of people with cannabis and myself with cannabis too. Yeah, that I and mean, that's a great place to start, you know. Mm-hmm. Most of, most of the people in the industry that I've met uh, in in the short time that I've been in it recently, uh, it, most of them they started from the sessions, you know. Yeah. And and I miss those. Oh, I miss those. Oh yeah, me too. Those were fun. So much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't see so them anymore, much. but man, oh yeah, those were great. Honestly, I miss all the snacks. Like yes. that's what I miss the most from those sessions, all the snacks and like the food. Like oh, I remember God, the yeah. first one I went to, I got medicated chili cheese tots. And Ooh. I was like, yo, this is the life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. That that sounds good, man. Now I'm getting hungry. Now I'm getting hungry. <laughs> all right. So I, I've seen you post a, a couple of times on your uh stories and your uh your Instagram about uh, taking the trash out. That's coming up soon, right? Yes. Tell me about that. Taking the trash out is coming up on the 14th of March. Okay. Um, And it's something that I started with uh, my roommate, Sarah. She's a seaweed 710 um, on Instagram. So she's really big on uh, recycling and upcycling and, you know, minimal waste and stuff like that. And, she always talks about um, how she wants to educate people more on it, but she doesn't know how to start or where to start. And so I was like, look, I'm down to like set something up so that we can do it together, you know, like help you educate other people. Cause I've learned a lot from her just living with her. So I'm like, if you taught this to people and they practiced it in their homes and in their neighborhoods and environment, like you could start waves. Absolutely. You know? I, I'm always down to learn, you know, new ways of doing stuff. You know, I uh, personally, I, I and I've mentioned this so many times before. I hate the phrase it, but we've always done it this way. You know, I, I don't care. You know, that's that's great. We've always done it this way, but that doesn't make it right. Right. So t- uh, right. tell me about some of these uh, some of these new ways that, that she's been been teaching you about and that uh, you're going to be working with on taking the trash out. So we started it um, last year in December. It was kind of like an end of the year, like taking the trash out for 2020 type thing. And God, do we have um, so much of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had a lot of trash in 2020. Oh, man. But anyways, <laughs> sorry, continue. We, we were, no, no, no problem. Uh, we were talking about, you know, making it impactful, you know, not just going to like a beach to clean up or something that gets cleaned up often by the neighborhood you know so we wanted something that was neglected that people don't look at very often that people don't think about like you don't think twice about cleaning up something like this you know what i mean okay so i put up a i put up a, a post on my story about like hey like what neighborhoods do you think would be more beneficial from like a cleanup and someone sent me i was justin meerkat sent me an article about uh, Barrio Logan being a very high, um, the air quality in that area was very low. And he said, you know, there's oh, yeah. a lot of canals there that lead mm-hmm. to the, 
to the ocean and and the more cleanup you do in that area the better and it's also a very you know high hispanic community yep so we went to chicano park and we kind of just like met up there we had a lot of people that wanted to donate uh things but we were kind of trying to keep it again very minimal waste we didn't want more plastic added to the plastic that we were already picking up and and so we did give go ahead no, I was just going to say that we did give uh, like goodie bags away, but we gave them away in like paper bags. Yeah. And we didn't put any, you know, plastic in there. We tried to keep it as minimal as possible. We did keep people cannabis to smoke once they got to their homes. As a thank you, uh, Chingona Cakes donated conchas, medicated conchas for everyone. Nice. And Junk Food I, Booty gave us candy. I still got to try Chingona Cakes. They look so good. <laughs> they really do. Oh, so good. So good. Well, uh, I just for a little bit of background in case so in case anybody's listening who doesn't know where Barrio Logan is, uh, if you take a map of San Diego, it is r- the residential area right next to the industrial area of San Diego. You've got mm-hmm. down there, you've got um, a couple of uh, oil yards, at least two shipyards. And then right. as you go down, you've got uh, the U.S. Navy base. So mm-hmm. to say that the air quality down there sucks is, is really an understatement because you've got all that heavy it's industry mm-hmm. right there. And Barrio Logan is like it's right. It's connected right to it. It's Harbor Drive is what separates it from industry. Right. So when, when you're. I, if you're ever at the convention center, if you just take a look down Harbor drive, you know, you see all those stacks and you know, all that industry and stuff look to the, a little bit to the left. And that's where you're going to see Barrio Logan. And it's in probably the worst spot that you could put a residential area. Yeah. So really to take that on as, as you know, something as taunting as that, that is huge you know that that's not just saying oh like you were talking about i'm just going to go clean up this beach that people have been cleaning up for <coughs> you know how many months yeah that that wow no, we wanted I mean, to hit something big yeah you did <laughs> <laughs> and we found i mean sarah sarah is a great person to talk to about this stuff about you know learning more about the recycling part of it because we took on uh, about four hours it was from like 10 to 1 and we started we met up at 10 gave everybody vitality corp donated hemp bags for us to use to put in the trash and everyone got a couple bags we left the bags in a certain area so people could come back and get more bags if they needed to and we all met up at chicano park and we kind of just told people you know buddy system stick with who you know and what you know don't go anywhere that you know you wouldn't want your kids going to type of thing like, yeah. you know, and, and we also did it in the middle of the day. Um, we picked <laughs> a really good day because Chicano Park was having a, a car wash. Okay, so yeah. they were like, they were like blasting music and like dancing, talking to us, asking us what we were doing. We had a whole bunch of kids like walking around with their hemp bags, picking up trash around the park. Um, a lot of us went into the neighborhood and tried to clean up there. Um we did tell everyone to be super careful. Everyone was wearing utility gloves. We yep. told people to bring utility gloves. No, 
no plastic latex gloves, like gardening gloves or utility gloves if they could. Mm -hmm. Um, We brought extra just in case people didn't bring anything. We also told them to bring um, reusable water bottles and we brought uh, like big old five gallons of water so people could, you know, refill their waters throughout the time that we were there. So we made, we made it as minimal waste as possible so that we were not bringing in any more trash into the neighborhood that we were trying to clean up. Like zero. And again, uh, yeah, zero footprint. So we walked around, brought all the trash back. We told everyone we were going to meet at a certain time. And then from there, Sarah took charge and we dumped all our bags and sorted everything. Sorted plastic, sorted cigarette buds, sorted, trash trash sorted hazardous stuff like everything was sorted and what could be recycled was put in a bag what was waste waste was put in another bag so that we could throw away and we brought uh all the cigarette buds back because she has like a project that she's planning with that so again she's like a better person to go more into detail about why the things should be sorted Mm -hmm. um but it was awesome it was awesome just seeing everyone get down and dirty you know, and helping with everything that they picked up. There was like a lamp. Someone found a lamp. <laughs> there was a rim found. Someone found a rim. <laughs> oh, hey, you know, you, you never know what you're going to find in these places, you know, especially, you For know, this sure. day and age. Hey, you know, and nothing wheel, surprises me. I think me. a wheel was found too. <laughs> a wheel. Okay, there you go. But yeah, this is, and you said uh, this is coming up on the 14th, correct? On the 14th, yes. We have an RSVP list so that we know exactly how many goodie bags to make so that nothing goes to waste. Um, And then we also have the RSVP list because we send out an email um, a few days before to let every with an itinerary of like what's going down. Because not only do, like I said, not only do we clean up, but we also set time aside to sort through everything that we pick up so that we can designate you know the recycling to the areas that it needs to go to now i'm going to put the link to the rsvp uh in my show notes but just in case Mm -hmm. nobody reads the show notes because let's be honest do they really read the show notes um where (laughs) where can they find the rsvp link uh the rsvp link you can either dm me a hazy lioness or you can dm a seaweed 710 we will both share that um rsvp link i think of once uh coming up next week we'll start to put it on our bios so people can just click the link in our bio and then rsvp yep hashtag link in bio yep (laughs) all right well i mean that god that's uh, as i think about it even more it just the scope of the project is is daunting you know just i am so I am so blown away that you guys are even thinking about doing this, much less actually doing it. And in the way that you're doing it, I really hope that you get, I hope you get a lot of involvement. I really do. I mean, we do too. And honestly, if we just get 10, five people to show up, that's heartfelt enough because you took time out of your Sunday to just come and clean up a neighborhood that you probably don't even live in. But in the long run, it's going to benefit you and the people around you. Now, just to put this out there, and I'm I'm not I'm not saying that you guys should be doing this or not, but you know, March 14th is 314, which is recognized by us nerds as Pi Day. Will there be? Oh pie? yeah. <laughs> well, um, I'm gonna have to link up with Chingona Cakes 
to see oh. if she can make us some like mini pies or something. Um, cause that is actually a good idea. I didn't even, I didn't, I totally forgot that pie <laughs> day is a thing. <laughs> it, it is a thing, you know, and I, it's nerdy, but I don't care. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's like May the 4th be with you and Revenge of the 5th, you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Ab- I, and I, I celebrate them, celebrate them all. Yep. Same here. <laughs> yep. And I, I yeah, I, I have seen you in, in a couple of Star Wars t-shirts too, right? Yeah. You know. Yep. I'm a Star Wars geek. A Doctor Who fan as well. I have oh. my little TARDIS back here somewhere. Unless I dropped it. Where'd my little TARDIS go? So now, here's my question. What does TARDIS stand for? Um, I don't remember. I, I, I never remember that either, but I, I know it, it's an acronym and it stands for something. And uh, all I Let's know is that see. it's some, some wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. Travel. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, I don't ever remember it standing for something, huh? I, I mean, I would think that he stands for travel. Probably. So now, okay, who's your favorite doctor? Time and Relevant Dimensions. Uh, oh, okay. The Ninth Doctor. The Ninth Doctor? Which one was that one? Doctor, his actual name? I don't remember. Oh, she's Googling, guys. I don't know. I am I am Googling. I haven't seen Doctor. I stopped watching Doctor Who after he turned into an old man. Don't ask me why. I was just kind of like. Okay. Ooh. Yeah, Yeah. that one's kind of a, you know. <laughs> I get it. I was like, I don't know. I'm not feeling this one anymore. All right. Now you're going to make me look it up. It's a Christopher Eccleston. Eccles. Eccles, right? Eccleston, Eccleston, E C C L E S T O N. Okay, he's the one that falls in love with Rose. He is, and for those of you Mar- Marvel nerds, might recognize him as Malaketh from Thor: The uh, Dark World. Oh, you learn something new every day. Yeah, right. I mean, and a lot of people think that <laughs> that's an. Not one of the best Marvel movies, but you know, I've I've been rewatching, kind of binge watching stuff here in quarantine, and uh, it grows on you. It really does. Uh huh. After the third or fourth time, you know, it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. I did a whole Marvel movie marathon right before Infinity War came out. Yes. Where I watched all of them in order, mm-hmm. like the way that the storyline plays out. Like it was like Thor. I think Thor was the first one, and then it was like. Iron Man, the first one, and then it went in order. Okay. You know what I mean? And then the second the second series would roll in. Yep. It took me like I want I did it with my ex. It took us like two weeks to get through all the movies. They're not short. And we did it. No, they're long. Oh yeah. They're long movies, like two, three hours, most of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> and and you can't stop watching because they put that end credit scene. Yep. There's always that bonus scene thing at is the that end. Yeah, you know, and nowadays, you know, you have that fast forward button. <laughs> I, you know, when you really have to pee, it really comes in handy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because at the end of the movie, you're like, oh, come on. <laughs> yep. 
But but I like watching series movies like that. Like then my other friend got me into um, Lord of the Rings because I I had never been like a Lord of the Rings fan. Oh yeah. And he was like, "No, you have to watch it. Like you like all these like medieval movies. Like you have to watch Lord of the Rings." And oh my gosh, I was hooked, like so hooked. I was like, "Frodo does yep. not." deserve samwise he, he does really not doesn't deserve him <laughs> he really does not deserve him <laughs> he really and doesn't samwise is samwise is a true and loyal friend i mean you know it's it, a lot of people like to you know throw in homosexual undertones and it's like it's nothing like that it's just no, it's, it, it, it's just a, a best bff friendship relationship it's like you're my dude man and i'm gonna do anything for you Yep. But, you know, yep, and, and you're right, Frodo doesn't deserve him. He didn't deserve Samwise. He really didn't. But how much of but that I was... I cried was, with the trees. How much of that was the influence of the ring? Or was it just Frodo I being mean, a dick? I don't know. I feel like if Frodo didn't have the ring, he would have still taken advantage of Samwise's loyalty. In some way, maybe. In some way, you never yeah. know. I think maybe the ring did drastically increase that like energy inside him. That darkness, yeah. But yeah, yeah. So, but I don't know. I everyone says that too. He's like, oh, but he had the ring. I don't give a shit. He didn't have to have the ring. He could have shared it with other people. Shared the anger. <laughs> you know, he didn't have to carry. He couldn't it all. trust anybody else. <laughs> Everybody had their own agenda. He was the only one yeah, yeah. that he could trust to actually throw the ring into the fires of Mount Doom. Yep, I know. It's, I just like, I feel for, for Sam. Like yeah. every time. I can't tell you how much that movie made me cry, Andy. Like, <laughs> I, I get you. All those movies. <laughs> Look, I, I cried at the end of Endgame. You know, when during the funeral scene, I'm I'm not going to put, you know, say any spoilers, but, you know, at the end, there's a funeral scene and it's like, I'm, I'm sitting there. <laughs> I, I feel like it went too fast, though. Like, I felt the emotion, but like it went too fast for me to be like, like, I was still like. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it was like funeral scene. I was like, wait, but wait, but wait. But wait, <laughs> I, I'm sure there'll be an extended, like, super director's four hour cut somewhere down the line, <laughs> like an expansion. Like, oh, yeah, oh, we're bringing him back. <laughs> Come on, it's sci fi, nobody stays dead. Yeah, very true. They'll bring him back somehow, like, they brought um, what's her name from. Gamora. Gamora, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. They brought her back. You know, wherever time travel's involved, you you know we know this. Yep. You just go back in time. You get them from their past life and, and bring them forward to your time. And then, okay, that that other timeline's screwed because you know they don't have that person. But hey, you're okay because now that person's there with you. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's, it's incredibly like selfish some people but... may or may not exist because you brought him to your time and he didn't get to <laughs> or influence. some people have to go to your time in order to exist kind of like the terminator Ooh. remember because the dude was 
um, John Connor's father, and he had to go back to meet his, meet John Connor's back. mother. But he was also John Connor's best friend. So, I mean, you know, let's deal with that. Dude. And then you have Back to the Future, where he almost fell in love. His mom falls in love with him. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, let, let's, let's not And if start... she hadn't met him, she wouldn't have, you know, like gone for the dad. Yeah, I mean, the, just so that had one to thing. to travel back in time for his parents to get together. That butterfly effect, it, it knocks everything out of whack. Crazy. Right? Crazy how time and space works. By the way, that's what the TARDIS stands for. Time and space dimension. There you go. Wait, wait, wait. I had it here. Time and Time and relevant dimensions. In space. In space. There you go. <laughs> uh, seriously, I'm if you've never seen Doctor Who, all you have to remember is the TARDIS is the big blue phone box thing, and it's a lot bigger on the it inside. Makes, <laughs> yeah, and it, and it makes those like whirly sounds. Yeah. Like a wheel, like a tornado wheel. Yep. Almost. Well, I'll tell you what, this has been fun, but unfortunately, uh, we're going to have to say goodbye for now. Yep. <laughs> so uh, before we go, all good things come to an end. <laughs> it, they, sadly, they do, and that was the uh, that was the, the series finale for Star Trek: The Next Generation. But let's not go <laughs> let's not go down that nerdy rabbit hole. <laughs> the rabbit hole I do want to go down is uh, let's remind everybody where they can find uh, you and um, Lioness visuals, as well as taking the trash out online. So. Taking the trash out, you can find on my personal page, which is Hazy Lioness, or you can find on uh, Seaweed710, which is Sarah's page. And then Lioness Visuals, Lioness.Visuals is the Instagram for my cannabis work. And then Be, uh, Better Homes with Cannabis is the, the BH.WC. All right. That's awesome. Or all the dots in between. <laughs> yes. Yes, of course. But I'll tell you what, if you guys get the chance, I highly, pun intended, recommend going to check out all of her stuff uh, at Lioness Visuals, Better Homes with Cannabis, all of her merchandise, all of her projects are just, you will be impressed. If you don't get a shower curtain, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> I, I don't get a shower curtain because um, my wife would kill me, but... We don't. We don't even have it. Our it, our shower is a stand up anyway, so we don't even need it. But seriously, there you guys, you for serious, serious home decor ideas that integrate cannabis, go check this out because the idea is brilliant. I love it. Thank you. Thank you so much. And thank you so much for coming on. I really do appreciate it. And uh, I guess we'll ha we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Yes, thank you so much for having me, Andy. Have a good one. You too. Well, folks, that about does it for our time in the corner this week. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank all of you guys for uh, listening and uh, tuning in. I'd also like to thank, of course, Yanni for taking the time to sit down with me. I, uh, I've been wanting to do that for a long time, and I, I'm, I'm glad we finally got the chance to, to hang out together. Uh, definitely uh, take a look at the show notes to find all the links where you can find her all over the internet. And definitely look, look forward to hopefully a uh, an episode with her roommate Sarah very, very soon. Uh, also definitely check the show notes for 
any and all information about the You Podcast Network and uh, its guru, CEO, Chris Cantori, who uh, graciously lets us uh, sit on his platform and, uh, yeah, talk to you guys. So we really appreciate that. All right, you guys, until next week, have a good one and stay lifted.